Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host, and I have the pleasure of speaking with David Gibson today, mindset speaker and coach, and I'm absolutely stoked to have him on because he has amazing content, not just on Instagram, but on all the social media platforms specifically pertaining to mindset, obviously, and also consistency, which is something that I know a lot of you are well struggling with or wanting to get better at so welcome to the show david thank you for taking the time to come and speak to us absolutely lisa again it's a great pleasure and an honor to be a guest awesome i would love um for for you to just give us a little bit of an intro into who you are how you um got to become a mindset speaker and coach um, and your own personal journey a little bit Ah, we, we don't have enough time to dive into all the details, but uh, to kind of sum it up, who I am, um, I'm just an ordinary individual with an extraordinary vision, and I've made the conscious commitment to work at building this vision, and part of that process is me evolving into a greater individual, a greater leader. Um, more practically and more detailed, I have a personal development platform where I provide young professionals and leaders with insights, strategies, and tools that help them build, grow, and scale out their ideas. Um, launched my company back in 2013. We actually celebrated 10 years um, in October, uh, the beginning of this month. But ultimately, I speak at conferences, deliver keynotes, do leadership trainings for organizations and small businesses. And in extension to that, we have a media production company where we create content, um, a series for young professionals, as well as a documentary series on small businesses. But overall, my vision has always been to ultimately lead by example, me developing more mental fitness uh, emotional intelligence in ways where I can stay sound and be empowered, ultimately to provide value to leaders like those that may be tuning into this conversation now. Because I'm a firm believer that everybody has a purpose and there's challenges and some forms of resistance that may get in our way of us actualizing that vision that we have for our lives. So ultimately, I provide tools to help individuals overcome those challenges and live their best life. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for sort of giving us a little bit of an of an intro. And yes, anyone um, who's listening, I found uh, David through, as I was saying, through Instagram, give him a follow for sure. D1 Gibson, I will make sure to um, include everything in uh, the show notes as well. But honestly, um, even just the, the daily tips or, or mantras, as I would call them in there, um, super super i found them super super valuable um, and i i i first of all i want to talk about um personal growth as opposed to um just mindset or, or um consistency in general so mm-hmm. you say you help people you you personally also have a a bigger vision for yourself but also you know you help other people and fulfill their own visions Um, and so when it comes to personal growth I think one of the things that I see people struggling with the most is finding the clarity 
on what they actually want. Do you encounter mm -hmm. them that as well? So I, I, I think often people have the, the inkling of like, I'm here for, or I want to achieve something more. I want to do more with my life. I'm, this can't be it. But then when they're like, what should I actually do? I have, I have actually even received the question of like, Lisa, what should my goals be? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not you. <laughs> you know, it's hard enough yeah. figuring out my own goals sometimes. But um, so I, uh, I guess, firstly, is that something that you see often as well? And B, how would you um, advise someone to approach that? That's a great question, Lisa. It's very packed, um, you know, with so many different directions that we can take it. But I guess to be simple about it, to provide value for listeners that may be dealing with that struggle. Let me give us some context. I believe that in many cases, we often base what's possible for our lives on three categories, our current capabilities, our current competencies, or even our past, right? Failing to realize that all three of those categories can be improved, can be changed, right? Now, one may be listening and say, hey, you know, maybe I can change my current capabilities and my current competencies, but I can't change my past. No, you can't change what actually happened, but you can change the meaning and the interpretation that you attach to those experiences that you faced in the years that have passed. And I say that to say that for many people, because they're basing what's possible for them in their future on what's happening in the right now, what they currently know, or their past experiences, they're boxing in their mind where they don't see what's truly possible for them, right? They don't see themselves thriving in certain environments or doing things that they've never done before. So it's very hard to look beyond those fears, those doubts, or maybe those insecurities. So to practically give someone a step, right? I would say begin with you breaking the rules that you have attached to what it is that's possible for you in your life. Break the rules of your historical thinking. And this is gonna require you to step outside of your comfort zone, right? To begin to look at yourself from a different lens, to be able to change how you view yourself in the world in which you live. But it's absolutely necessary if your goal and objective is to level up your life, right? Just because you've never done something before doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do it. Just because you haven't experienced X, Y, Z, doesn't mean that you can't gain access to it. You have to break the rules of your fears, your doubts, your conditional beliefs, your insecurities, whatever the case may be, and start creating a new empowered story and live according to that narrative. That's the first step. I love that. That is super um, clear and actually also makes a lot of sense, I think. Um, do you have any practical tools that you or your clients use in order to do so let's say journaling or meditating or or, or mantras or whatever um in order to um, i guess stay on top of those internal narratives that we all have where we for example might tell ourselves uh oh no i can't do that or i won't achieve that or from the past i, I know that that never works Yeah, well, there's some supporting practices that we can kind of dive into. But before we even do that, 
for that one that may be in that position, open up your journal and begin to write out everything that you want out of life. What are the things that you're aiming to experience? What are the things that you're aiming to accomplish? You know, where are you looking to take your life? Is it you traveling around the world? Is it you launching your own business? Is you climbing the corporate ladder, right? Is you getting a certain type of physique or accomplishing some fitness goal, right? Write down everything that you want. Now, part of this is going to be you writing things down and then there's going to be this uncomfortable aspect right that that may begin to kick in like man can i really do this can can is this really possible for me you have to move beyond that feeling right you have to move beyond that feeling because life has way more purpose than you just avoiding just a few uncomfortable feelings right embrace those uncomfortable feelings and then to your point like to, that you mentioned earlier lisa what will begin to happen is as you start writing down your desires you're going to start getting clarity as it relates to who you want to be, right? And ultimately, with that clarity, now we can begin to start establishing an intention, right? Mm -hmm. An intention is, in essence, the direction that you're going to take your life, right? And then what we will begin to do, and we're talking about a step-by-step -step process here, as we get that intention, now we know where we want to go. We also have to gain clarity as it relates to where we are now. Think mm -hmm. about a GPS system, right? You have a destination in mind that the GPS system begins to look at where you're currently at and then it breaks down the route that you need to take to get to that specific destination. This is the street that you need to turn right on. This is the interstate that you need to travel on. You need to go X amount of miles to get to this place. And then you turn on this road. It gives you a detailed route as it relates to where you want to go to get to that specific destination. What we're describing here, when we have that intention, we see the ultimate destination. We also establish where we are now. Now we gain an understanding of, hey, what behavior patterns do we need to eliminate? What productive habits do we need to establish? What mindset shifts do we need to create? What belief systems do we need to eradicate? What new empowered beliefs do we need to learn to adopt? What relationships do we need to release that are no longer serving us? What groups of people or spaces can we enter in that support our goals, our vision, and the life that we're aiming to experience? That's the route, right? And once we begin to establish that game plan, then you start taking steps. And of course, it, it may seem intimidating at first because there's this big, massive vision that you have, but it's important for us to understand the importance of those small steps. You take mm -hmm. it one step at a time, right? Like say for instance, in your space, you're going into the gym and you wanna adopt a healthy lifestyle. You can't create a massive like, like just go cold turkey on eliminating this out of your diet, eliminating everything, and you go vegan or Presbyterian, whatever the case may be, and then you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got, you know, every workout plan mapped out, and, you know, it's all perfect. It doesn't work that way. It may start with you just going to the gym and then walking and running and then jogging and then, you know, working on a particular muscle point, right? But there's a step that you're taking, and the more and more you take steps, eventually you're going to get to that destination that you're aiming to arrive at. I know I said a lot of that, but I'm hoping it makes no, sense. 
It makes absolute sense. And I like how you broke it down into several things, because I think often we hope or think it might just be like this magical thing, this magical one thing. And then suddenly <laughs> the, 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 the gates to our gold are opening up for us. But as you say, it's, it's an accumulation of things. And then of course, um, of, of things done consistently as well. Um, I do have a few questions. So firstly, um, mapping out goals and everything else i think the other type of person or sometimes when we do then sit down and and think about what we actually want we almost have too many goals and it's almost yeah. like yes okay we're like trying to create this perfect life here but i want this i want this i want this and then it it a it becomes overwhelming because there's like so much to do and b i think sometimes they're a little bit contrary or um they're not actually aligned and I don't know do you do you see that other side of things as well where people have just too much and they don't have that um, focus on one specific thing which might be holding them back yeah I mean I think this is a struggle that many people face Lisa like especially type a individuals that are prone to to work towards becoming high achievers right you've got great ambitions in your career you want to grow and in, in you know your financial life you want to have wonderful relationships uh you, you want to be in the best shape of your life so to speak you got all these different things that you're aiming to tackle and conquer and i tell many people you can do anything but you can't do everything right we only have a certain amount of bandwidth right a certain amount of mental capacity, a certain amount of energy that we can devote towards things that are going to create a productive and fulfilling life. Our responsibility is to determine what is what is most important in my life in this chapter that I'm currently in, right? You establish that again. This is where we're talking about gaining that clarity. You have to determine this is where I'm gonna devote my time, my energy, and my resources towards. There may be many shiny objects that I'm attracted to, but what's the thing that makes me come alive? What's the thing that I'm passionate about, right? What's the thing that I truly and deeply enjoy and love? Let me devote my time and energy and resources to that right now in this chapter of my life, right? And of course, there's some things that you may wanna entertain that aren't necessarily bad, but they're just not right for the moment that you're currently in. And it's only up to you. You have to be the one that makes that decision. Mm -hmm. That, no, that I think that's a really, really good advice. And also in the sense of um, not that sometimes there's just not the perfect time for for something. And like, yeah. for instance, you can't you can't want I, I think you can't 100 percent focus on your career while having your first child while trying to get into the best shape of your life or whatever that might, um, you know, as you say, you only have so much time to give. Um, I the other question that came up for me as well, especially with high achievers that might not be um entrepreneurs or working for themselves um uh, often what what i find when um you tell them okay uh have your goals work for them etc change your mindset sometimes um i believe it's difficult with things where um we don't have an influence over let's just say you want to climb the ladder but you know, you have your bosses and whatever. So you, there are certain things you can't influence. Or let's say you have, yeah. 
you have a goal in terms of your family or you're creating a relationship or whatever, you can't force other people to love you or to be on the same page. And so I think particularly with people that are ambitious and we're like, oh, we want to do stuff and I'm, I have so much energy and I, I want this, I want this. And sometimes we almost get caught in the thing of like trying to force it so much that it actually won't happen. And so I, I, is is that is that a common common thing as well amongst some of your your clients where you have to work on just taking charge of what you can do and like releasing the rest? Yeah, I mean, you, you said it perfectly, um, and you provided some insight even in the question that you asked, Lisa. And I can even extend a little further on it, but I operate in the space where you don't want to chase things; you want to attract things. Mm -hmm. Right. You attempting to force things may cause you to miss out on greater opportunities that you have access to. Right. I think it's important for us, especially as it relates to us leveling up in life, whatever you're working towards, a personal goal, a professional goal, a spiritual goal, a physical goal, or even just in your own peace and mental space. Direct your attention towards controlling the things that you can. Right. Focus on what you can control. You'll drive yourself crazy. In fact, you'll overwhelm yourself with unnecessary stress attempting con to control things that you can't control, right? I, I can't control the economy. I can't control who's in political office. I can't control what's happening in the world around me. I can't control your opinion of me. <laughs> all I can control, all I can, can control is ultimately myself, right? Like, I have a difficulty just controlling my dogs, right? You know, a goldfish, you know what I'm saying? And, and and you trying to control other people or circumstances or events in your life, right? That will be extremely overwhelming for an individual. But what helps ease that pain and what helps provide us with peace is to direct that energy, to direct your focus towards something that's going to benefit you tremendously. And that's you saying, hey, even though I can't control what's happening in my outside world, I'm going to focus on my inner world because I'm a firm believer, Lisa, that it's those that gain control of their inner experience. These are they that can position themselves to improve the quality of their life. Right. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, when you find yourself feeling anxious or uneasy or overwhelmed or angry or frustrated, whatever the case may be. Ask yourself, what about this situation am I attempting to control that I really can't control? Get clear on that, right? I promise you in that moment, once you gain that clarity, it's going to be like a weight just falls off your shoulder. But that's not the end of that growth moment. What you then want to begin to do is to redirect your thoughts towards asking, what can I control in this moment, right? What can I control? Right. Say, for instance, for me, again, I didn't have time to dive into my backstory, so to speak. But what got me into doing what it is that I'm doing now was one, me overcoming my inner conflicts. And then two, very simply put, I get I got laid off from this corporate position. I was in sales for a few years and they just laid me off. And at that time, I made up my mind that I was no longer going to do things that didn't express my heart. But I found myself. And this moment of frustration and bitterness and anger, right, or doubt and, 
insecurity because why was I the one that was released, right? Why was I the one that got laid off? Why was I the one that was fired? And now I have to figure out my livelihood and how to make things work, right? That energy being directed towards those negative aspects about the situation wasn't going to serve me. It's not going to benefit me. It's not going to help me create solutions to the problems that are already there, right? It's like, you can complain about something, you can be upset about something, you can be angry about something that you can't control. And once that's said and done, the problem still exists. You still have to figure out a solution. So in that moment, I gave myself about an hour and then I began to redirect my focus and say, what can I control? And I said, man, now that I've been laid off, I can devote my time and my energy towards doing something that I'm passionate about. I can work on becoming better. I can develop new skills. I can make a deeper impact, right? Because I already had the vision of me traveling and speaking to individuals and delivering keynote addresses and empowering leaders. Now I have the opportunity to pursue this idea. And because I had this shift in my perspective, I was able to create opportunities. I was able to provide solutions to those problems that I had experienced and was facing. But really what stimulated that process was a reshift, right? A, a redirection of my focus and change in perspective by understanding, hey, what has happened has happened. We can't hit the rewind button in life. I can't control that. What can I control in this moment? And how can I use this moment to my advantage? How can I profit from this misfortune and figure out how to rise above this circumstance? That's that's amazing. And I think that actually is even the next level, not just accepting what's going on, but even more so like appreciating and, and learning from what's going on. So um, really, really cool. Um, uh, if someone were, because you mentioned earlier, um, we don't want to force things, we want to attract things. So just yeah. from a from a language perspective, if someone is, you know, new newer to this um, kind of mindset work, what would you and if they said well how do i go about attracting certain things like what does that even mean what would be your answer <laughs> i'm glad you asked this lisa this by far is one of the not the but the most passionate topics that i had because i believe this is a game changer it's a game changer right when you ask me david how do I begin to attract what it is that I want, right? I'll put it to you like this. The more and more you create the vibration of having something, the faster and the more effectively you're going to start attracting it. Now, when we're talking about a vibration, I break up a vibration into two components. Number one is your thought pattern. And the number two is your emotional state, right? Your, your perpetual, your consistent emotional state, the, the state that you are in. So what we have to begin to do, let's say, for instance, you want to attract new levels in your career. You want to attract new levels of success or personal achievement. You have to start raising the frequency of your thought pattern. Not only that, but you have to begin to shift your emotional state in a way that it aligns you and supports the goals and the visions and the dreams that you have for your life. Because for many people, they try to change one category, right? Maybe one day, and I'm going to think bigger. I'm going to think outside the box, right? But you're still in the emotional state of fear or victimhood, 
right? Or doubt or insecurity, right? And because there's a conflict within you, you're thinking empowered, but then you're feeling disempowered. You're not vibrating on a higher frequency, so you're not attracting the things that you're aiming to experience. Or on the flip side, maybe say, for instance, that I feel good, I feel great, but I'm constantly beating myself up, right? I'm constantly sabotaging who I am. I'm verbally abusing myself by saying I'm not good enough, I can't do certain things. My thought pattern is not in alignment with what it is that I want to experience. There's an inner conflict, right? Ultimately, what we have to learn to do, Lisa, is to begin to adopt a new identity. Mm -hmm. Because the moment that you begin to think and you know and you believe and you behave and you begin to perform as the person that can achieve the results that you're aiming to experience, that's when you'll start attracting the success that you envision. But that's a process. It requires us unpacking our limiting beliefs becoming more aware of what we're thinking and what emotional states are influencing us, becoming aware of our patterns, our conditioning, and the belief systems that do not serve us, right? But through it all, when we start identifying as the type of person that can create the success that we envision, that's when you'll experience a massive shift in your life. Amazing. I would love to like highlight these last few sentences that you, <laughs> that you mentioned for us, because I think it really, um, it pertains so much more to weight loss and nutrition than people realize that that whole creating a new identity and um, uh, that that also links back to what something that you said earlier in the sense of changing your environment or the people that you hang out with perhaps and so on because often we're like okay this is me in my little box I've been living here for so and so long and I'm the kind of person who goes out Friday night Saturday and I drink I, I, I like red wine and I have a sweet tooth and uh, losing weight has always been hard for me and so in, in, even just in these last few sentences there will, is so much in there where we're like this is my identity I like drinking alcohol i like eating out i have a sweet tooth i i hear that so often it's like okay you might enjoy sweet things but that you know it that that's not you there these are all things that can be changed and you can still be you or you can be an even better version of you and um, if you for, for instance don't drink alcohol or if for instance only you know on special occasions or If you um, are someone who says, um, I love fruit just as much as um, chocolate or, you know, like whatever it is, <laughs> but these yeah. are like, I think in, in our language, there's so much more in there than we often realize in terms of what we believe. So yeah, I, I would love to just like underline and highlight what you said earlier about having to change our identity in order to re reach some of those goals. I think that's really, really crucial. Because that's, That's the foundation, Lisa. It's the foundation, right? I do a series entitled The Rules of Our Mind. And one of the rules of our mind, believe it or not, is that your mind is wired in a way where your behavior will always be consistent with your identity. It will always be consistent with your identity, right? To give you a prime example, right? Here in the States, we, we have this thing called the lottery, right? Where people can go and get a ticket and then numbers get pulled. And if your numbers match with the numbers that are pulled, you can accumulate massive amounts of income, right? Of money. 
Do you know what percentage of lottery winners end up going broke just seven years after they win millions of dollars? Just give it a shot. Like, guess what percentage? I have heard that it's it's a lot, but I'm I would say like fifty or sixty percent. Even higher than that. And the wow. research that I've done, ninety seven percent. What? Yeah, wow. Of the lottery winners mm -hmm. that like in a moment's notice, their life is transformed instantaneously, right? Their bank account reaches a huge number. After seven years, 97% of those individuals end up going broke or in some cases worse off when they're filing bankruptcy. And the reason, like, the question would be like, why is that? What, why is that? To sum it up very briefly, it's simply because you have individuals that even though their economic status was changed and transformed, their mind mm -hmm. was still stuck in who they used to be, right? For many of them, right, they were used to living paycheck to paycheck. They were used to not having discretionary income at the end of the month. Uh, they have all these other people, they're dipping and dabbing into their pocketbook and they're giving money away. They instantly go out and want to purchase everything that they desire. They don't have the financial literacy. They don't have the support system or experts that are in the financial space that will show them how to invest these dollars, right? That'll help return, you know, have to create some higher return on their investment, so to speak. So over an extended period of time, those same behavior patterns that they lived with that put them in the state that they were in, they held on to those and then they threw away millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Because our mind is wired in a way where our behavior will always be consistent with our identity. Another example, again, you're in the fitness space. I'm quite sure, right? January is around the corner. Gyms talk about like record-breaking numbers in the month of January, people that sign up, new year, new me, I'm going to do this thing right this year. I'm going to get the best uh, shape of my life. I'm changing my physique. I'm going to adopt healthy, uh, uh, healthy practices and habits, so to speak. And that same study that I was doing, they said by the month of March, half of those individuals no longer attend the gym. And then by the month of June and July, 90% of those individuals no longer are members, right? And why is that? It's because ultimately many people focus on changing their behavior. But again, we're wired in a way where our behavior will always be consistent with our identity. So therefore, that behavior pattern that you're attempting to change, yeah, maybe the first week I'm motivated, that emotional state that you're in is intense. So we're able to stay consistent. Then the second week happens, third week happens, then a month and a half. And before you know it, you're resorting back to the same behavior pattern. So I tell many people, one may be listening and saying, well, what's the solution for us, Mr. Gibson? Here's what you want to start doing. Start doing things that help shift your identity. Instead of focusing on the scale or your weight or focusing even on the physical changes, focus on the habits that will create those results. Become the type of person that doesn't miss a workout. Like create that non-negotiable, right? Hey, this week I'm working out three times, right? Strength training three times and cardio for two days out of the week, whatever the case may be. You establish what pattern or what routine works best for you and then make that a non-negotiable. 
I'm committing to it. I'm dedicating myself to this. And by you dedicating yourself to the process, that process ultimately helps shape your identity. And now you start adopting the type of identity that an athlete has, right? Where now I'm committed to what this is that I'm building, right? I'm committed to this goal that I've established for myself. And now that I have this commitment and my identity has been shifted, a byproduct of that is through the consistency of me committing to the process, the results that come from the work that I put in will come. I'm not even focused on the results. I'm just focused on the behavior patterns that I need to adopt in order for me to create those types of results. This is what I tell many people, right? What type of person do you need to become? How do you need to show up? How would you respond to adversity if you were in this experience, if you were this specific person? What type of books would you read? What podcasts would you tune into? What type of people you, would you surround yourself with? What type of conversations would this individual have? Become that person. Again, the moment you start thinking, believing, and knowing, and feeling, and behaving like the person that you can become, that's when you create a massive shift in your life. That's the identity shift that we all need to level up. That is awesome. <laughs> that is a very, very nice way of breaking it down. And I I have a question about the consistency aspect. And I think part of it you already answered because you said, um, so yes, and our actions will always be um uh aligned with 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 our or yeah, our consistency will will follow through with with what our identity is currently, essentially. Mm -hmm. So if someone here's all of that what you just said is like okay i want to create that new identity i'm i'm trying to or i guess not i'm trying i'm i'm going to step into all the habits that i know are in line with the person i want to be etc nonetheless mm -hmm. we're all human so we're probably going to have some setbacks some consistency issues because that old yeah. self probably will pull us back sometimes will test us sometimes or again like our environment our old friends more than anything as much as we probably love them they might pull us back sometimes oh come on you used to blah 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 you you're normally that person that blah 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 and then it's so easy to sometimes slip back um but do you have any advice for well either preventing that or how to react to something like that so, so you're asking, how can we enhance our discipline? How can yeah, we show up more consistency, and how we can how we can avoid having setbacks that that either feel like setbacks or sometimes feel like we're actually failing? Yeah, well, out the gate, setbacks are part of the process, right? Failures, mistakes, uh, shortcomings—they're all a part of the process. We'll get to that here in a moment. I want to address that discipline aspect. Self-discipline begins with the mastery of your thoughts. If you're not in control of what it is that you're thinking, you won't be in control of how you show up and how you behave. Now, granted, we can't control every thought that runs through our mind. What I'm describing is you not allowing certain thoughts to dominate your thought process. You intentionally directing your thoughts in ways that stimulate consistency and you showing up on a consistent basis, right? Remember, remember what it is that you want. Like when we talk about some daily routines and daily practices, make that a part of your morning routine where you remind yourself, this is what I'm aiming to become. This is what I want to accomplish. Remember why you want it, right? That why is going to stimulate 
the emotions that will assist you in performing at a high level. Anytime you ask a question that begins with why, typically an emotion is going to you know, erupt from that question. So remember why you want what you want. The number three, remind yourself that it's your personal responsibility to make it happen, right? What did Jim Rohn say? You can't pay someone to do your push-ups for you, right? You, you can't ultimately try to place the blame on some situation or circumstance or even some person as it, as it, as it relates to why you didn't get to where you want to be in life. No, if it's, if it's to be, it's up to me. I've got to remind myself, I have to be the one that builds this business. I have to be the one that improves my health. I have to be the one that prepares me for this marathon. I have to be the one that adopts this healthy practice. It's up to me. I can't place the blame on no one else. Now that we have personal responsibility, now that we've been reminded of our intention and we package that with an empowering emotion because we, we reminded ourselves as, a, as it relates to why we want it, that's what helps stimulate discipline. And when you do that on a consistent basis, when you're intentional about doing that, when the forces of fear, when the forces of procrastination, when the forces of laziness try to kick in, because you've primed yourself to be in a mental state that's in alignment with what it is that you want, and it's intense with that high emotion, you'll be consistent. And that even relates to what we talked about when I first began answering this question about the setbacks, the adverse conditions and circumstances, right? I tell many people, right, if the fire on the inside of you burns brighter than the fire on the outside of you, that's what will make you unstoppable. What will happen is for many people, when that fire starts burning on the outside of us, we get intimidated, we feel hopeless, we feel powerless, and it puts our fire out. And when our fire is not blazing and burning, we give up, we settle. We succumb to our circumstances. We conform to our situations and, 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 and current conditions. No, you've got to have a burning desire for what it is that you want. When I say burning desire, Lisa, a desire, I define that as being a transcending thought, right? It's a burning desire where you're, you have this thought that's pulsating on the inside of you, and it transcends any and everything else, meaning... It takes priority in your mindset. It takes a higher level of classification of importance within your consciousness. This is where I'm directing my attention. This is what I want. I'm not allowing any distractions, any pain, any struggle to stop me from focusing on what it is that I want for my life. As I'm speaking, I'm reminded of Steve Jobs and his autobiography. He had this phrase where he talked about where he suspended reality, right? He had this reality distortion where he had these innovative ideas. It never existed, had many people that doubted them. He was doing things that have never been done before. And there was moments when he started doubting himself. But what helped him recenter his mindset was when he suspended reality, meaning, hey, what's happening in the right now? I see it. I'm aware of it. I'm acknowledging it but I'm focusing on what can be. And the more and more I focus on what it is that I want, this is what grows. Remember, where our focus goes, our energy flows. What you focus on, you get more of, right? It will begin to grow in your life as you continue to focus on it. And this is very challenging. It's easier said than done, 
But to answer your question, I know I've said a lot in this answer. Ultimately, it's about establishing habits that help center your attention toward the things that you want and reminding yourself as it relates to why you want it and doing this consistently. There's going to be moments when, hey, you're not really feeling like you're 100% because life has hit you, and that's okay. But through it all, it's not about winning every single battle. It's about winning the war. You keep fighting. You keep showing up, right? Maybe today you got hit hard. You got knocked down. Bounce back. Tomorrow, live to fight another day. But through it all, stay focused and keep taking those daily steps, and eventually you're going to get there. Amazing. Thank you so much, David, for all these really, really brilliant answers when it per pertains to how to establish what your goals should be or how to get that clarity on there, how to just simply keep that mindset in the right place to release what we can't control and to how to attract more of what we want to attract into our lives. And then lastly, also just how to yeah deal with setbacks and fully, I, I think that's probably the, the, the biggest last thing that you said, just taking responsibility for our actions, but what we essentially what we want and how we how we react to anything that's that's um I guess coming into our lives. So thank you so so much, everybody. I will, as I said, put um David's website and the link to his community and of course to his amazing Instagram into the the show notes. Um, any last words of wisdom you want to share with our listeners? Not that you just haven't already given us uh, so much, but um, yeah, anything last that you want to share. Um, I'll, I'll sum it all up by repeating that statement that I said earlier. The more and more you create the vibration of having something, the faster and the more effectively you will start to attract it. So our responsibility every single day is to operate on the vibration that's in alignment with what it is that we want. Make sure your thought pattern is aligned with your goals. Make sure your emotional state is on the same frequency with your vision. And again, as we talk about discipline, consistency, Ultimately, your actions have to be as big as your ambitions. Your, your, your effort has to match your expectation. But through it all, as long as you operate on that frequency, you stay consistent, you apply yourself day in and day out, you'll improve the quality of your life. Thank you so much, David. Absolutely. Thanks again, Lisa. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.